Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered, the podcast. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Audrey. And we're moms to a combined total of 16 kids, with two more on the way. Yes, we know that sounds insane, and it usually is. But we're here to share the tips that help us keep our sanity and to share inspiring thoughts that help us get through each crazy day. Uninterrupted conversation is foreign to us, but we'll try. And we invite you to join us on our journey as we find joy in the chaos of motherhood. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered, the podcast. I'm Bonnie, and today we are excited to talk about embracing your own special brand of motherhood. Yes, I'm Audrey, and we'll be learning how to let go of our supposed perceived flaws and instead to appreciate and focus on our own strengths. Yes, this is going to be a good one. I need it. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get into that, we are going to start with a hilarious kid quote. Um, This is mine today from my oldest son, Liam. And he uh, was quite this snarky little toddler. And uh, (laughs) I remember kind of giving him a lecture one day. He was probably three or four um, trying to explain something. This is why we act this way. And this is what we do, et cetera, et cetera. And he <laughs> kind of looked like he was fading off in the distance. Like he was, you know, not paying attention anymore. I said, glazed over. Eyes were glazed over. I said, Liam, are you listening to me? He just turned his head to me and looked me right in the eye and said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, woman. Oh, no. <laughs> I about died. First of all, we don't say the H word in my house, and I don't know where he gets off calling me woman because I don't think he's ever heard my husband say that either. It must have been a TV quote or something, but I about died, and then I said, we don't say that word. (laughs) That's still one of our favorites to this day. Oh, my word. Uh, So now to get into our topic today, um, I'm excited about this one. Because uh, we're going to be talking about what makes the kind of mom we are special, if that makes sense. So um, to start off, I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of branding, right? Right. So you and I are, you and I are business owners. We talk a lot about branding, what it means to um, create this brand that people immediately recognize, right? And yeah. so if you look up the word brand or, or branding, it means to mark something or to describe something, right? Yes. And so if we think about branding in terms of motherhood, um, it makes me think, okay, what's my mark, right? What is what is some way to describe what kind of a mother I am? Does that make sense? So when we talk about motherhood, uh, I like to think about what sort of brand I have, right? If If someone were to describe the type of mother that I am, what would that look like, right? Yeah. That's an interesting thought. Because Every human being born on this earth, at the same time, a mother is created. And so there's billions of different types of mothers. Right, for sure. And I even think that the type of mother you are changes at the birth of each child, right? Oh, definitely. And between as as they're growing up, right? Yeah. So that means we've been like 18 different types of mother over over the years. <laughs> Multiple personality disorder going on over here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> that's totally true. And and I also feel like uh, all these different types of mothers don't and actually shouldn't all look the same, right? Yes. We all kind of ex- encounter different expectations uh, as mothers in our sphere, I think, Um do you think that's true? Like what, what kind of expectations do you think we, we encounter nowadays as mothers? Oh, the, okay. So with social media, there's definitely everybody putting their best face forward. So, um, Instagram 
it, they've I've seen it called many times like a highlight reel, right? Like everybody shows right. their their kid dressed nice with their hair brushed, not fingernails needing clipped and having a temper tantrum. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, so definitely a lot of physical exterior perfection as a, as an expectation, right? Yes. I have definitely felt the expectation to always be a really hands-on mom. So like today we're going to do this fun craft and we're going to make homemade Play-Doh and then we're going to go do get some exercise at the park and you know that everything is very like that I'm there for every minute of every day. And that's right. not really realistic. <laughs> I have dishes to As do. As we talked about in um, our episode on being overwhelmed, sometimes you just have to get away for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally normal. Yeah. So what about you? Do you have any other personal expectations that you feel put upon as a mom? Yeah. I remember one time after I had my, uh, one of my kids, um, there was another lady that a friend who had a baby around the same time. And she was always um, wanting to know like where my baby was on the growth charts and size and weight and, um, compare, you know, constantly comparing. And that was, um, (laughs) that was like, at first I was like, oh yeah, you know, giving her all the information. And then I was like, you know, I don't really think this is good for either one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's um there's kind of some external expectations if you're out, you know, as a homeschooler, if you're out with school age children in the middle of the day or during school hours. Um used to be, you know, years ago when I first started homeschooling, there was expectations about um why aren't your kids in school? And then Yeah. What kind of yeah. a mother are you? <laughs> yeah. And then uh then more recently it's been like um if my children are well behaved, I get comments like, oh, your kids must be homeschooled because I can tell because they're so well behaved. And if they're not well behaved, then, you know. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever gotten that assumption. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. I do. I hear that. But then if they're not being well behaved, then, you know, you get all sorts of other comments and looks. Well, they must that. be homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same response, right? <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you made a good point um, about getting those pressures sometimes from friends or family members members that are close to you, you know? So we have these societal expectations that come to us from social media and Pinterest and the internet and magazines. But we also get a lot of that from close friends and family. And sometimes those are the hardest to deal with because you really value those people's opinions, right? Like I, I want my mom to be happy with the kind of mother I am. I want my sisters to think that I'm doing a good job. I want my neighbor to, you know, not think that I'm letting my children run wild all day long. <laughs> right. Um, and, and we can't control anybody else's expectations or anybody else's response to our motherhood. That's um, true. We can just do the best we can. And then it's up to us to choose what we feel about our brand of motherhood and not look to others for that, that, uh, acceptance. Validation. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, especially if you are making choices um, on raising your family. That's quite a bit different from your your family or your friends. Um, right. Anise and I were discussing that recently, how she's had her first kid, and she's um, raising it quite a bit different than all her other friends that she knows are raising their kids. And just their oh horror expressed about some of the things that she's doing or not doing. And she was asking me, you know, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to do a whole episode in the future about that, about how to make those choices, those unique choices for your family that nobody else agrees with because <laughs> they're hard. Yes. They're hard and you yes. have to be really committed to your choices, you know? 
So how do we embrace our own special kind of motherhood? Well, I feel like the, you know, the first start is to uh, understand that we are going to be different, right? That we shouldn't look like anyone else. Um, and then also to kind of analyze what we're good at and what we're not so good at, right? So we all have our strengths yes. and our weaknesses. Uh, we have things that we are, that we like to do and things that we don't like to do as much. Over the years, I've learned that I am really good at organizing my household. I'm good at chaos management, clearly. Um, I'm good at cooking. I love to bake. I like to teach my kids and I like to, um, fight for them if they need, um, you know, like if, if they need specific medical treatment or a specific extra help with schoolwork or whatever, I'm, I'm good at being in their corner, if that makes sense. Yes. But I've also learned that there are some things I am not great at. And that is being the fun mom, choosing memory making over getting things done. I'm, I'm much more task oriented, you know? Yes. And, um, I'm not always patient with when my kids cop an attitude. So those are my <laughs> those are some of my weaknesses. How about uh, you? Well, I'm pretty good at nurturing my kids, especially when they're little, um, like with attachment parenting and um, kangaroo care. Um, I'm great at health and nutrition, much to my kids' dismay sometimes when I'm serving them the latest <laughs> green smoothie and they want to know what's in it. <laughs> oh, I love making special clothes and special things for my kids. And then I'm really good at uh, like making a plan and executing on that plan. I'm not very good at birthday parties. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if my kids even know what a really neat birthday party is like because <laughs> they, okay. they don't need never to know. <laughs> had one. <laughs> oh, I'm not um, an good at adventures or exploring, throwing everything, you know, the plan to the list and going out yeah. for the day and just having an adventure. And I am not good at bedtime routines. Um, by the end of the day, I'm just done. <laughs> okay. We do sound very similar. <laughs> bedtime is like the worst ever. Yeah. I need a sub yeah. for bedtime. Yes. Amen. Somebody, that's what husbands are for, right? I'm tapping you in. I got to leave. <laughs> Tag, you're it. Yeah. So, so when I analyze my, you know, strengths and weaknesses, I, I realize that my own special brand of motherhood is kind of a can do kind, right? So it's filled with charts and systems and, um, a, a sense of feeling accomplished. And I try to focus on, on those aspects instead of the things that I don't do as well. <laughs> right. My brand of motherhood looks like consistent daily routines and making progress on goals and production, producing results. Cool. Yeah. I think I'd like living at your house. <laughs> Sounds like my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> so I guess the next step is once we've analyzed like what we're good at, what we're not so good at, what do we do with those things that we're not good at? The, the weaknesses. Right. So first, I guess we just have to analyze which ones we even care about. Um, like, does it matter to us that um, everybody else's kid gets a Pinterest worthy birthday party and ours doesn't? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but because like if I spent my kid's birthday tied up in knots about the lack of my party throwing skills, you know, it wouldn't help them have a very good birthday party at all. The little the little that I was doing for them. Right. So focusing on the negative doesn't doesn't change us, doesn't help them. Right. For sure. Instead, it, sometimes it just stresses us out more. Oh, I wish I was better at this. I wish I did this more, you know. So do you want to be better at being a fun mom, Bonnie? <sighs> that's that's a good question. <laughs> sometimes I think I do when I see, um, you know, friends and family members that are really good at this. I think, oh, I wish I was good at that. But then I realize that 
like you said, that's just not really where my strengths lie. I'm not great at planning an amazing birthday party or an amazing afternoon out, but that doesn't necessarily make me less of a mom, right? Um, Right. And I I do think that there are some times that I think, no, I really do need to be better at saying, no laundry today, let's go play outside, right? Um, Yeah. But but that being said, that's that's all within my own uh, desire to reach, right? So there may be some weaknesses where I say, yeah, I really do want to be better at that. And there will be others, specifically those external obligations or expectations that we've talked about, that I have no desire or need to meet, right? Yes. I don't really care if my kid's hair is only done for church. That's just fine for me, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and specifically for me, even though I want to be better at making memories a priority over accomplishing tasks, I'll probably never be the kind to just let the housework go for days at a time just so that we can sit and play games. You know, I, yeah. I try to have a, a balance that still makes me feel fulfilled and keep my kids happy. Um, but, but to just be okay with this is the kind of mom I am. Right. So I have, I have a thought on this. I think that, okay, so if you want to look at it from a scientific perspective, because we're genetically 50%, you know, our kids are 50% the same as us. We're the kind of mom that's the best kind of mom for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then if you want to look at it from, say, a spiritual uh, aspect, we are the kind of, okay, I believe that each child was given to me because I needed something worked into me that that child is working into me. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe even the other way too, maybe that child needs something worked into them that me as the mother is going to be able to work into them. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So our personalities and our talents kind of determine the type of mother we are. And maybe that's the best thing that our, chi- our children need. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, and I believe the same way. I think that it's not real. there's no accident why our children come to the families that they come to. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that we're perfect mothers, but it means that, yeah, they will definitely have some learning experiences from us and we will definitely have some learning experiences from them. And it seems like some of my children come because they're just like me and, and we get along <laughs> real well. And then some come just because we need to learn a lot from each other and it's like, <laughs> you know, head butting all the way through, but, but that's okay. Oh, but the things you learn, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's just a matter of embracing that kind of mother that you are. And at the same time, embracing the kind of child that that child is. One of the most uh, helpful things for me as a mother in understanding my children has been to do a little bit of like personality research for them. So oh, looking yeah. into, um, you know, different energy types or or whatever test or methodology works for you, but just to realize, okay, so I am a task-oriented person. This child is not. So that's why we have struggles when it comes to chore time. How can I make his chores seem more like fun time? Or, you know, this child is very sensitive and I need to be aware of that when I'm barking orders that that's not going to come across really well. So even though I can embrace the kind of mother I am, I also have to be sensitive to the individual needs of my children and realize that my steamrolling type of personality is not going to go over really well for every single (laughs) child. (laughs) So there is a hashtag on Instagram that I love exploring. Um, It embraces this kind of phenomenon of uh, accepting your own personal brand of motherhood. And the hashtag is I am this kind of mom. So if you have a minute and if you haven't checked it out yet, go ahead and hop on Instagram and check it out. It's really eye-opening to see different stories of different women and 
and how they celebrate their strengths. And I think it's great. Uh, for me personally, I've had to let go of lots of uh, expectations that specifically come as being a homeschooler with lots of kids. Like you mentioned before, my life looks a lot different from um, some other moms and some of my Definitely. close friends. Yeah. In fact, there was a time when I thought, you know, I had – my life didn't look terribly different because my oldest was just starting, you know, basically kindergarten level here at home. And I'd, we'd still go to the park with friends and have play dates with other families. And then as my older kids started getting into school age but were still home, my friends started going to lunch together while their kids were at school and it started feeling a little isolating. I started thinking, oh – I can't do those things with them anymore. You know, I can't bring my five right. little kids to lunch when they want to have an adult <laughs> date. And it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit sad as I adjusted to that new lifestyle. Um, and then I was able to embrace it and just, you know, then I ended up making more homeschooling friends. So we were able to take the whole family to the park, that sort of thing. Um, but, but just to be aware that sometimes as your reality doesn't meet your expectations or the expectations of others, sometimes it's a little bit something to work through, you know? Yes. And then another thing along those lines was I grew up with a stay-at-home mom. She worked a little bit here and there, but largely was home for me. And I always expected that I would be totally fulfilled as a completely stay-at-home mom. And as the, as the years have rolled by, I've realized, actually, I feel really accomplished when I have a side gig. <laughs> <laughs> something going on, you know, that's just for me. And I didn't, yes. I didn't think that I would need that, but it's, but it's been a kind of a fun adjustment as I've learned that about myself. Sure. Definitely. So like I was talking about before each child being special and unique and working something special and unique in us, I, I feel like, um, with each of my kids, I've kind of had to grow and let some things go. Like I remember, I think it was probably about child, child number three. I think you mentioned in a past episode that two kids was the hardest for you, hardest adjustment for you. Yeah. And three, was the hardest adjustment for me. I just felt like, like a something out of balance. You know, you have two hands, but you have three kids. Uh -huh, <laughs> so going uh -huh. through a parking lot, you got you know a kid in each hand, and what do you do with the third one? You know that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing. And I just remember like really struggling with you know wanting and loving all these kids, but needing like feeling the need for change in myself and my own expectations and what. What, what it was going to be like going forward. And I think maybe that was the beginning of the, of the branding. And I also feel like, you know, definitely now I'm quite a bit more complex of a person and of a yeah. mother because of all these kids that I've had and the things that they've worked into me. And I remember one child, especially, I, I just got this very strong sense that this child was given to me to work patience in me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you didn't pray for that. You know, you've heard that right before. You never, ever pray for patience. That's a terrible idea. You'll get it. You'll get the experience you need. Yeah. I like that a lot. And actually, I've seen that with myself too. Um, there have been times when I felt kind of stagnant as a mom. Like the needs of my family just seem so overwhelming and like I'll never measure up. And yet little by little, it becomes a little bit easier. I I am more able to to reach that uh, level of accomplishment, right? And get things done. And then, right. you know, just in time when I start to feel settled again, then we usually have another baby, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember at one point um, hearing the message quite often, oh, you know, as a mom, you need to be sure to take time for yourself. And I know that's something even we talked about in our 
episode on being overwhelmed. But I remember at that point with little kids and no family near, we were living somewhere where there was no family nearby to help. I remember just desperately thinking, but I can't get away that, you know, I can't take time for myself. And then kind of going through a transition where I came to the realization that um, taking time for myself didn't necessarily mean getting in a car and getting away um, by myself to do something. It maybe it meant um, doing something different with my kids for for an hour or for a day that was really kind of feeding me and my needs um, as much as doing something with them. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, like we talked about, sometimes it's just locking yourself in a closet, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's uh, throwing your schedule of the day to the wind and saying we're gonna. Just make popcorn, watch a movie because mom's too stressed out to do anything else. <laughs> and yeah. and to understand our limits and when we need to have some grace with ourselves is really, really important. And right. I think the, the ability to accept this idea that I am the best kind of mom for my kids is really revolutionary and it can kind of change our lives, especially right. when we're in a, in a place of real self-contempt, like we're just never going to be enough. Right. It's almost taking our focus and turning it 180 degrees from focusing on what we are not to focusing on what we are. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It makes me realize that all this guilt that we have over the things that we don't do or that we don't care to do and we feel like we should is just wasted energy, right? So those of us who choose to stay at home don't need to sit around feeling guilty that we don't have a career to support our family. And the moms who feel more fulfilled because they work, shouldn't sit around feeling bad that they're not home baking cookies with their kids. And, uh, you know, the moms who prefer to wrestle with their kids instead of cleaning up the living room should feel great about that. (laughs) And the moms who would rather be strict and by the book and have the house picked up can feel good about that, that they're giving their kids their own tools to manage chaos and clean things up. So like you said, it's just about focusing on what we do well and not on what we lack. Yes, exactly. Changing our focus is sometimes harder than changing our physical actions. Yeah, it really is, which is silly because you think, well, I just have to change these habits and then uh, everything will be fine. But really, that might not make you any happier. It might make you start focusing on, you know, those things that you feel weak in doing and that's not going to make you feel any better about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So um, maybe in summary, we can embrace and build our own special brand of motherhood in three steps. Number one, determining where our strengths lie and where we're weak. So we have to like put them all on the table, make a list. Pros and cons of Audrey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I don't think that's a bad idea at all to actually list it Um, because sometimes it's easy to think about, but then, you know, when it comes time to write it down, we're kind of stuck, but to have a list and say, this is what I do really, really well. These are my talents. And this is going to, you know, we all have things that we're good at that our kids are really going to benefit from. And then to say, and these are the things that I'm weak at and not to, not to emphasize those things and make you feel bad about them or guilty about them, but rather to say, let's just stop focusing on them. You know, why kill myself that I'm not the fun mom? Instead, I can just delegate that to dad. Well, dad's going to go play outside with you now because mom's had enough of kids being in the house, you know, and to just be okay with letting it go. Right. So number two is deciding which weaknesses we want to strengthen and which we don't care about, just like we were mentioning. Right. There's definitely weaknesses I have that I would like to strengthen and be better at. Um, And then, of course, there's some that I don't really care about. They're external expectations. And 
they're just not going to happen. Those birthday parties, sorry, kids. <laughs> they can make up for it when they're parents and they realize yeah. how much work it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you know, I have noticed that when I am the most unhappy about my performance as a mother, it's usually because I'm focusing on things that I think I should be doing that I really don't care about. Yes. Does that make sense? So when I, yes. I it's usually when I look up around me and I say, oh, why is her kid always so well-dressed and mine look homeless? Why is <laughs> that person's house so much better kept up than mine? You know, and, and I'm looking at these things that really, I mean, would they be nice to have? Sure. But is it worth taking away from the things that I do well to focus on this thing that I don't care quite so much about? No. So so yeah. stop looking outside of me, I guess, is the point. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then finally, number three, turn your focus the other direction and rejoice in the things you do well. And then maybe delegate some of those things. <laughs> I know that going back to birthday parties again, but my oldest daughter loves to bake. And so she's become the cake baker for birthdays. And she loves oh, nice. planning it and baking the cake and that nice. part of it. And <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I have, okay, you are the official cake baker. That's right. That's right. That's so nice. I have a sister-in-law who is a uh, not a huge party planner either. She's very low key, but her daughter, we were just talking about this. Her daughter is party planner extraordinaire. And so she'll <laughs> say, what are we doing for my birthday, mom? Oh, well, we were just going to have a couple of presents and maybe some cupcakes, but we have to have sprinkles and streamers <laughs> and balloons. And after, you know, she said for like her fourth birthday party, she just, the little girl called all her friends over and said, this is what we're doing and planned the whole thing. And her mom was like, great, good for you. If you need it, you do it. You take you take control of it. And she's not focusing on the fact that that's not her thing, you know? Right, right. And I realized that as we go through this process, it really will help us to be strengthened as mothers in both our weak and our strong areas. We'll be okay right. with the weaknesses and, and won't feel guilty about them anymore. And we will rejoice in those strengths, right? And And, right. and gain some peace as we accept ourselves for just who we are. Right. I remember one day uh, back when I had three kids and I looked around and just for a moment, instead of focusing on all the things that hadn't been done, I looked at, looked at them and I had trimmed their fingernails that morning. And I was like, you know what? I trimmed all my kids' fingernails today. So my work for this day is done. <laughs> Which ends up being a lot. Think about it. Even just three kids <laughs> times yeah. 10 fingers and 10 toes. That's a big job. It really is. Right. Yeah. To focus on those. And even some, even your worst days, your kids probably still got fed, right? Good for you. Yes. Good yes. for you for not hiding in the closet. <laughs> right. I remember a couple of times saying, um, you know, I'd get some of the wear and I had forgotten something and I'd look around and I'd just be like, Ugh. and then I'd say, but I didn't forget any of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a very good accomplishment because yeah. I have once or twice. So. Oh, one time. Oh, let's not. No, focus on the positive. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Okay, so to wrap up this week's episode, we want to leave you with uh, two of our favorite Instagram posts since we talked about Instagram already and our favorite I am this kind of mom hashtag. I want to introduce you guys to Simply on Purpose on Instagram. So I believe she started that hashtag, but she is an amazing real mom. Her name is Ralphie, and she is just I consider her a champion of motherhood, right? She she right. gives advice and really realistic down to earth um tips. And uh, she's not afraid to share things that people don't want to hear, like that she doesn't think your kid should have a cell phone. And she doesn't think that spanking is ever okay. And sometimes it's hard to hear, but uh, it's really, really good, solid advice. I love it. <laughs> and um, I love to follow Sarah Tiao on Instagram. She isn't um, a motherhood Instagrammer. That's not what she does. But she is 
probably one of the most real and relatable mothers ever. Like you never, you never question. I mean, you never wonder what she's really thinking or what she's really. I remember one time, one day she was doing an Instagram story and it was, she was holding the phone with one hand. She was washing her other hand vigorously under the sink with the other. And she was saying, I just finished wiping my kid. I got some on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And who can't relate to that, right? Yes, she is hilarious. Well, that's all we have for you guys today. Okay, good luck, moms. You're doing wonderful work with your very own special brand of motherhood. That's right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Outnumbered the Podcast. You can contact us at outnumberedthepodcast at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at outnumberedthepodcast. We're so grateful for our listeners and would love it if you take the time to leave us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to share the podcast with your mom friends. Can't wait to talk next time. Bye. Bye.